You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. The word that's that's coming to my head is prepared. We've talked about when we do prepared things. As opposed Something to unprepared, <laughs> which, which, is, is, no, which is every which week. Is, <laughs> which is every week. Derek and Steve present. And it's going to be NCAA football and Madden. Oh, good idea. NCAA. You're going to have the full pipeline. Guy Fieri uh, Tequila uh, Casino Cantina uh, restaurant. The Guy new, Fieri's the new... Tequila Cantina. Yes. It's yeah. so far from Flavortown, it might as well not not even <laughs> be on the same map. Would you consider that place Flavortown? No. Oh, no, definitely not. Not even a I, suburb. I, I, you heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 141 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how was your Thanksgiving? Derek, my Thanksgiving was great. Um, That's great. Yeah, we were down in Sarasota. It was about... Nice. 80 degrees, beautiful weather, whole fam was there, uh, and now I am in full study mode. Full study mode. Exams are upon us. Exams are upon you. Know, you know what you just reminded me of, and this is a joke that very few people might get, but we have mentioned on the podcast before, but when you said full study mode, I instantly thought of Janos. Do you remember Janos? <laughs> yes. Full the, perform. Full perform. And, and, and full suck. <laughs> Yes. You said full study mode. Full study mode. I am in full study <laughs> mode and exams full suck. <laughs> so uh, so there you go. That's they, great. That's great. They are suck. <laughs> That's what Jonas would say. Exams are yeah. full suck. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. Um, very, very usual. Same tradition as always. I was at my parents' house. Uh, my cousins came over, uh, had dinner, watched football, all the usual stuff. Um, so it was good. And then had the rest of the weekend at home. So some time off and uh, back at it today. So were the appropriate amount of thanks given? I think so. I, you know, I think so. What about I don't you? Usually, I don't think I usually give enough thanks on Thanksgiving. Actually, yeah. You know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. I sh- yeah. I think you could always give more thanks. I feel like you can always give more thanks. Right. Right. So I'm going to revise my answer to your question. I'm going to say no. Not enough. The thanks. appropriate number of thanks were not given. Yeah, I think so. So it's something to strive for future Thanksgivings. Definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah. Um, so episode one forty one of you heard it here second. Um, we're back after a couple weeks, and uh, we got a pretty standard episode for you: uh, sports in the first half and pop culture in the second half. So without further ado, let's get started right into sports. Alrighty, so sports. Um, we'll start it out with something I think we haven't really talked about in a couple of episodes because it was just kind of going Happen- through the motions yeah. of the season. It was just happening. But it was just happening as we were going. But uh, we've got some football to talk about, uh, both professional and college. And we'll start with the pros. And Steve, yes, we got a big development on our. We hands. have huge news, Derek. Breaking I mean, let's news. get the Vegas odds. Get the, get these Vegas odds adjusted. What what is what is happening? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won two games in a row. Wow. So two I'm not, in a row. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but people are talking about it. I'm checking Twitter. I'm, I'm Rightfully hearing, so. I'm hearing the buzz. People are in on the Bucks. Super Bowl odds, five to seven. Uh, less than one percent. But you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, Derek. There's a chance. Two there games in a, a row. There is a chance. Combined in the last two games, the Bucks have scored 63 points. The Bucs are good. They just lose football games. 
I don't understand. That's a good analysis, yeah. and it's true. <laughs> yeah. So I wow. am stoked. I am not a person who enjoys tanking. I think if you're going to be a top ten pick, maybe, but if you're going to be one of the bucks and I don't know, be between ten and twenty, you might as well just play it out and let the players yeah. have a good season, get some momentum. Um, so we're we're at uh, six, five, and seven now. I think. Yep, five and um, seven. So we'd have to win out to have any chance at making the playoffs. But I am I'm in on the Bucks, and I'm I'm back to being confused about what to do with Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, that, that's always the case. So I, I've said before, I've made the comparison before, and we'll get to the other half of this comparison uh, at the end at, later in our sports section. Um, but the Tampa Bay Bucks are the pro version of the Boston College Eagles. Oh yeah, and so I hate that. so it is obvious that you've won two games in a row and now are back to believing that they have a chance to be good. That's exactly where because we that's, stand. Because that's the the eternal case of Boston College football. Um, and so it really is not surprising to me at all. I wouldn't expect the Bucks to go one and fifteen and get the top pick and draft a quarterback because. They're too good to do that. They are. Right. <laughs> um, well, you know what they say, but, though, Derek? When one door opens, another door closes because <laughs> you're New England Patriots. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. They're in free fall. <laughs> All right. So you, you have I want your this. take. <laughs> All right. So, so my take is well, well, uh, going tell them, to... Tell them why the Pats are in such bad shape first. Yes. So, so, the, so the Patriots have fallen... Uh, they've lost two of their last four games. It's not really a losing streak. They they're two and two in their last four. But uh, really, Pathetic. the two the two uh, top quality teams that they've faced, you know, this season really being the Baltimore Ravens uh, a few weeks ago, and then the or about a month ago, and then the Houston Texans this past week, uh, both fairly convincing losses. Now, granted, the Houston loss was only by six points after a late comeback, but game didn't feel that close throughout. Uh, Patriots got pretty heavily outplayed. The offense couldn't do anything very much like the Baltimore game. Um, so uh, that said, the Patriots have dropped from the number one seed to the number two seed. Uh, and Baltimore does have a pretty good stranglehold on that. They don't have any games left on their schedule that you would uh, expect them to lose. Of course, they still could. But if the Ravens went out, they'll be the top seed uh, in the AFC, which therefore makes it a very tough situation of having to go to Baltimore in the playoffs if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, right? So, uh Tough spot for the Pats. They're ten and two. I, I should remind people. Is the sky falling? Is the sky falling? And so, uh, what I want to do, and this is going to be the entirety of the Patriots talk in this ep- in this episode, gonna is I'm going to play you a clip from 2018, last season, after the Patriots lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week uh, 14, I believe, from or this week 15, from this sorry. podcast, from this podcast. Perfect. And what you're about to hear was after the Patriots dropped to nine and five. I remind you, they're ten and two right now. So they dropped to nine and five after this game, and the number three seed in the conference. The sky was falling, uh, and Steve asked a familiar question. So here, here is the <laughs> clip from from this time in 2018. So uh, in NFL news, our, our the biggest topic is obviously: Are the Patriots in free fall? Is this the end of the dynasty? And here are some here are some things I've written down: Back to back losses. Josh Gordon is out. And also, there's other bad things, I'm sure, right? There has to be. <laughs> there, there, there's got to be, yeah. Right? There has to yeah. be some there infighting. Was a, there was a report today that Tom Brady's playing with a torn MCL. So what's funny is you've asked me this question, I think, three times on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the short way I'll put it is, yes, the Patriots are not right now the favorite to win the Super Bowl. 
your team as a fan, that shouldn't be your expectation. <laughs> That, yeah. your, that your team is the favorite to win the Super Bowl every year. That is not what you should expect. Um, the, for me, I'm glad that the Patriots are in a position to make another playoff run. I think that teams can, everybody who's in the playoffs can win. This is not the NBA. This is the NFL. Every, all 12 teams that made the playoffs are capable of winning the Super Bowl, in my opinion, in this sport. Yep. Um, and so for me, I, you know, sure, I don't feel as good about the Patriots' chances as I, as I have in past years, but... That's what's fun about being a sports fan is that you get to watch the game and it, anything can happen and it's exciting and suspenseful and all of that. So that's my quick take on it. So, wow. so yeah, that's some, that sums up my stance. <laughs> um, so anything that you want to add up, to that? It sums up my stance too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, we'll see like, you know, they, yes, they, they look bad right now. They won we'll the Super it. Bowl. We'll <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> it, it bears, bears reminding that. Uh, after that discussion with all that doubt, that is what happened. So uh, I know you, I know you've represented the idea that it's like for the true layman, the fan out there, none of them actually believe most of what the media says, but for what it's worth you know, it's starting to pick up more steam again. And I, again, I think it is valid to, to criticize it. So I think this year is going to be different. <laughs> I think it could be, it could be. Um, so Patriots don't so, play and, in the Super Bowl for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anything else? On the uh, on the NFL in general, I guess. Uh, no, it's gonna uh, the yeah. the games are getting better, which I appreciate. They are. They're, they're, it, it was a weird start to the season. No one really jumped out. There's some it's, uh, teams that should have been good were bad, but now the games are yeah. finally starting to heat it's up. It's true. I, I will add one thing uh, before we move on. Just and it's somewhat related to the Patriots. A game to watch this week. Never in a million th- years thought I'd be saying this. Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo Bills. It's a yeah. huge game this week. The Bills are nine and three. If the Bills win that game against Baltimore, they move into essentially a game for the one seed against the Patriots in a couple weeks, which is which is wild. The Bills, um, the Buffalo Bills. So one game behind the Patriots yeah, right now. Jaylen it's still Ram- a game that, against them. That Jalen Ramsey comment really came back to bite him. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. So um, so that's it for NFL. Now let's circle it back to uh, the other half of the analogy I made earlier about your Tampa Bay Bucks which is Boston College. And I mentioned that Boston College is the eternal purgatory of this team is bad and then suddenly they're good enough to make you believe again and then they're still ultimately not that great, but they're just good enough, right? Purgatory is like the, the a perfect word to use. <laughs> yes. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, there is an end in sight for that purgatory because Let's Boston go. College has fired Coach Steve Adazio after seven seasons uh, at the helm at the Heights. So yes. <laughs> um, Goodbye, uh, Steve, Steve Adazio in seven seasons never never reached eight wins. Never went never reached eight wins in a season. Went twenty one and thirty five in the ACC, which is bad. Not a good record if you were counting at home. Um, and was the just the a beacon of mediocrity at the God, heights. Um, so consistent by making six bowl games in seven years, which is something that he will brag about and. Uh, and I will say deserves a very marginal amount of credit. That alone, six bowls in seven yeah. years, fine, whatever. Um, but they've moved on. And so Martin Jarman held a press conference this morning. Um, I don't know if you saw this part of it, but Rich Gannell is going to be the interim head coach. I did see that. Uh, for uh, leading BC into their bowl game, which is still to be announced. Um, so before we talk about potential replacements and kind of the outlook moving forward, what, what was your initial reaction besides the cheering I already heard? Uh, yes. when BC fired Steve Adazio. I have uh, a lot of thoughts. I mean, I've I heard this news, but I'll, I've been thinking about it for the past week. And I, 
we there's a lot of weird mixed feelings about Steve Adazio. Um, he is a he six out of seven years going to a bowl game is good. That is a good yeah. thing to happen. You want those numbers to happen. You want the players to go to bowl games. You want the school to get recognized in bowl games. It's just those are good numbers. Yes. His career average. I think this was a few weeks ago. And it may still be this over seven seasons at BC was exactly 500. He had won <laughs> as many games as he had lost. That is a bad number, uh, especially for a a school that is basically the only big school in the Northeast, the only big football program in the Northeast. Uh, we should have a lock. We should have a gate around everyone in New England. Every athlete in yes. New England should be coming to Boston College and playing well. Um, so I. I think we underperform every year. So anyway, I thought he was a decent coach for what for how bad we were. He wasn't going to get us to where we wanted to go. Happy about the move. Don't want them to look internally for coaches. I don't think oh, I, agree. I, I like agree. Rich Gannell, but I don't think he's head coach material. Uh, no. And so the, in his press conference this morning, they actually already said that he will not be interviewing for that job. Okay. Um, and so Gannell is, uh, is purely an interim and he's going to stay on the staff. I think they love him on the staff, but he is not a candidate for the head coach. And it does not appear that they're looking internally, which is good. Um, but on the flip side of that, also Martin Jarman seems to be indicating that he is also not going to pigeonhole himself to the big 10, which is something that a lot of people would uh, speculate about because he has Ohio state ties as well as some Michigan state ties. And, you know, he spent time in that conference and it's like, there's a lot of guys there that he could try to lure. Um, but he has said he's going to look in every conference, every, whoever it is, like he's going to look for the best head coach. So, uh, one more tidbit about the coaching search is um, that in the, a little a small nugget in that press conference this morning indicated that he being Martin Jarman, uh, they asked him about a timeline and he obviously said he wasn't going to commit to a timeline because he knows better than to do that. But that the, that he said it would be ideal to get a head coach before December 18th, which is National Signing Day. Wow. So, you, so I mean, look for sooner than later this head coaching search to to be done. Uh, and this, that's two weeks away, essentially. Yeah. Um, now, granted, he said he did not commit to that date, but he did mention that date. So I think it's something to keep in mind. This is a um, this is a big, not just a big uh, decision for Martin Jarman, but this is huge for Boston College in general. This is Martin Jarman, the new AD's first big hire. Um, yeah. He has done nothing but good things for Boston College since coming in. He's more than any other athletic director I've ever seen. Um, so this, I, I have full faith this in him. I have full faith. I'm going to get behind whoever's picked. Um, Agreed. and I'm, this is an exciting time to be uh, a Boston college Eagle. So very, I mean, very you got to remember, you got to remember that Brad Bates hired Steve Adazio, <laughs> yeah. Brad Bates. Like, so Brad you just got to remember that. Dude. He was terrible. <laughs> he I think, was awful. <laughs> I think he was a little simple. Yeah, I do. I think yeah. like he, whenever you looked at him, he was like, his eyes were looking like in different directions and kind of passed you. He just was not yeah. all there. I think. Um, one more thing I want to I want to touch though. on before. Yeah, I yeah, did have great hair. Um, one more thing I want to touch on before we move on. Did you ha, have you seen any of the former BC players speaking their minds? I saw what you retweeted. Yeah. So I forget which one I retweeted, but there was two of them. Did I Josh, retweet Josh, Josh Keys? Keys? Yeah. Okay. So so I want to I want to just quickly. Talk about uh, Andre Williams was the first one, actually, and then Josh Ooh. Keys was after. So I, what, I'm going to I'll try to read it quickly, but like I, I do think I should read it just to kind of give an idea of what some of the former players are saying. Andre Williams is a Heisman finalist in his senior year at BC. So this wasn't someone who, who like rode the bench and hated the coach for that. Right. Yeah. Um, so Andre Williams in a, in a thread of tweets. Here it is. 
I spent four seasons at BC under two head coaches and multiple assistant coaches and staff. I played with great players and great coaches, and I don't think Adazio was one of them. I think one of the greatest mistakes made upstairs was letting Ryan Day slip away from the head coach position. But everything happens for a reason, and everything that unfolded led to people led people to where they are today. I'm sure Coach Day is exactly where he wants and deserves to be. I'm grateful for his contributions in 2013. That being said, here's a personal story. This one is fresh and was still sour in my mouth up until I got the news that BC did what they needed to do. I came to BC versus Wake Forest to be recognized as a legend of the game afterwards. And when I and when I went to pay my respects and shake Adazio's hand, he saw me, dropped his eyes, and walked past me. Hmm. I bet you I bet you couldn't put a number on the number of times that that my name left the guy's mouth to recruit, but I come around and you can't look me in the eye and shake my hand. Okay, it didn't surprise me or anyone else either because we have seen too much. So there there's Andre Williams' uh little anecdote about Steve Adazio. Very odd. Very strange. And uh, so that was players liked him. That was fairly scathing. Yeah. And, and, you know, there've been one or two former players that are, that are taking his side. Um, Even I think Will Blackman, who never played for him, but kind of tweeted out because a lot of people were speculating that he was like anti Dazio and he was like, I got nothing against Dazio. I've known him for a while, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I can mention, I I won't read the Josh keys one, but the one that I, uh, that we referenced before is essentially a similar story in, in a bad experience with a Dazio that, you know, and I would recommend you go check out Josh Key's Twitter, um, which is at Josh underscore Keys, K-E-Y-E-S. But basically a story that he was banned from BC football games by Steve Adazio personally, which is wild. Yeah. Like, but like he uh, he had said some he had commented on some Facebook post that he didn't like Adazio and his coaching, basically. And literally Adazio had like the administration of the BC football team reaching out to keys, telling him that he shouldn't be saying that stuff. And then he wasn't able to go to the game. Like he had to be like escorted in by a special like friend doing him a favor to get in because Adazio had said he didn't want him around, which is wild. Um, well, so good riddance, good riddance. So I thought those were a couple interesting stories, but he's gone now. Uh, and so the last point I see you wrote down here, which I agree with is national championship. That's the, that's the natural next step. I think so. I think that's the only, it's only up from here. It's only up from here. The one eight eight wins would be spectacular. Eight wins would be a great first step. Uh, It really, really, I don't want to put a win number on it. I just want to, I want the team to be good. Like I want the team to look good next year, like, and not to be the so typical mistakes that we've seen. If they lose some, like if they lose like a 45, 42 game and like, it was awesome and like, fine, you know what, (laughs) whatever, that's a step in the right direction to being like a competent football team. Right. But so we'll see. Hmm. Um, anything else on football? Nope. Go Bucks. Go Eagles. Go Bucks. Go Eagles. Um, BC Eagles, that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the regular Eagles lost to, lost to the Dolphins this week, though. So that was that was embarrassing. No, <laughs> um, so la- last sport we're going to go over is hockey. Uh, nothing big here to report uh, other than I would say a fairly big surprise in, in your Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they are still ice cold. Who still have not seemed to find their stride this year? Um, yeah, they're still they, the momentum yeah, from the momentum from that those four losses in a row in the playoffs uh, has not. They've not been able to shake that. Um, I, I still have no fear of them missing the playoffs because, as we've complained about before, ha- over half of the teams in the NHL make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so I am not worried about that. Um, it is a little concerning because. You always want your team to be good, but 
I'm taking these in stride. I think it's going to be a good thing. The Lightning needed a, a reality check, and they need to fight to win, not just tie the best record of all time right. and then <laughs> yes, yes. lose in four games in the playoffs. Right. And, and so there's something to be said for for fighting your way in and having some momentum later, of course. The one small concern I would say, and I think I might have mentioned this last year around this time on the podcast, was um, the, they, they've rep, they referenced it. They used to reference it in the media around here all the time which is that they're actually very surprisingly, I would say um, Thanksgiving is the line of like, I think it's like 80% indicative of teams that make the playoffs teams that are in playoff position by Thanksgiving, like 80% of them make the playoffs. Hmm. And so that, which is really surprising to me because that's like very, it's less than a quarter of a way through or about a quarter of the way through the season. Um, So the lightning have played 24 games, you play 82. So like, there's certainly plenty of time for them to catch up. They're only like three points out of a playoff spot right now. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit of concern in that, like I said before, typically as a Bruins fan, I've been used to the Lightning racing out to like a 10 plus point lead. And then you're playing catch up the whole year to get that top seed and try to get that home ice and, and all that. Um, so the Bruins have flipped the script a little bit this year and that they have a 12 point lead on the rest of the division right now. Uh, they've been on fire with the ex- with the exception of one little slump. So a uh, little bit different kind of opposite situations from what our teams have been in other years as far as the start of the season. Um, so we'll see how that translates. But ultimately, I agree with you. I expect it to still be the Bruins, Maple Leafs, and Lightning as joined by one other team coming out of this division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never know. The, the one thing I will say, uh, yes, um, w- w- about the point that more than half the teams make it, that is true. But in your division, you still do need to be in the top three to guarantee a spot. So three out of eight. Um, and then you need to, if you're the fourth, you need to be good enough between the other division as well. So, uh, there is a little bit of a challenge when it comes to really securing your spot versus just like the, the total kind of typical playoff format. But, uh, nonetheless, we'll see what happens there, but anything you want to add on, uh, on your lightning or anything else? Go uh, bolts. Go bolts. Go bolts. Um, so that does it for sports brings us into the second half, which is pop culture. Alrighty, so pop culture, we got a few topics here. Uh, why don't you start us with this movie review that you have that I haven't seen, but I have uh, heard about the movie, and I think a lot of people have seen the trailers and the commercials for it. All right, so the movie that I am currently about to uh, review is Us. Um, it's the Jordan Peele um, horror film. It's his second film after Get Out. Yep. Um, Get Out was spectacular. Uh, very yes, highly rated. Um, everyone loved it. We saw it. We loved it. So Jordan Peele had a big act to follow. Um, I am currently looking at the Rotten Tomatoes meter, and it basically sums up my feelings on the movie. Just just the meter. So the tomato meter versus the audience score. The tomato meter is 93%. Wow, it's a good the, tomato meter. The audience score is 59%. Mm, not a good audience score. It is a good movie. It is well done. It is exciting. It's a little bit scary, and it has sort of a twist. Not really a twist, but a little twist. It's otherwise kind of just boring. Um, <laughs> it's just like well done. It's just nothing special. I wish I re- I really like Jordan Peele. I really want him to be 
the next big like M Night Shyamalan, like everything that comes out is just it's got this big twist, and you're you're it's, they're all thinkers, and they're ma- really making you like I don't know, just critically think about society and blah blah blah. Um, and Us is just a a pretty good uh, horror movie. So you've probably seen the commercials for it. You know the idea. Yep. And that's about it. Like that's the whole idea. <laughs> So uh, you, I, we looked online to see like the ending explained and things like that. So there are some questions, but there you really have to stretch. It's because otherwise, it's just a, it's just a good horror movie, but not that great. So I'm gonna give us seventy percent Steve Nicholas avocados, just right there in between the audience and the rotten and the tomato meter, right in the middle. Seventy <laughs> percent, pretty good, not great. Yeah. So Newly released the, on HBO. So if you have HBO Go, oh, okay. it is now free go. on HBO. Did not realize that, so that's good to know. Yep. Um, we, we mentioned this before, and I mentioned it when you mentioned an HBO series before. I, I don't open HBO anymore because there's nothing I'm seeking out on there. Like, like, I don't have the channel. I just have the HBO Go. And, like, I never even open it and look what's there because, like, there's no HBO show I'm currently watching. So I think that's... Yeah. Something HBO, I got to get back into the habit of. HBO kind of got lost in the um, streaming era shuffle. Yeah, right. Because uh, it's it's known as premium television, and it's great. Right. But it was almost like they could have done a streaming service with just HBO shows and not a TV channel, and done better. You know, yeah. like I can, well, I would, I just keep forgetting that it's an option online. Exactly. On That's the, yeah. the thing is they have that streaming service, but like they've already. Like they should have like rebranded it and been like, this is a streaming service now. But like, yeah. like that, like, cause I think HBO go just for people, it's like, oh, that's just how I can watch HBO online. But like, yeah. they don't, they don't associate it as a streaming service with everything else. Right. right. Associated with the channel, like you said. So interesting little phenomenon there, but, uh, so I'll have to open up HBO go and, and check out uh, us to open it see up. if I see if I validate the 70% as well. So, <laughs> uh, that's us. Um, that is next us. topic <laughs> Next topic is the new the the new hot meme that's taken over the internet, which is hot baby meme. baby Yoda, which I believe uh, is does this come from the Mandalorian? This is a I think I've not seen it because I've not seen it either. All I assume that's point what it comes to baby from. Yoda coming from the Mandalorian Disney okay. Plus show. Yeah. So um, neither of us having seen the origin of it, I think it's easy to understand what it is. It is baby Yoda, Yoda at a baby age. Um, yeah the the predate of Yoda in the in the series that you've seen, but as a little baby. So what are yeah. your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the baby Yoda meme? Um I like baby Yoda. I think it's <laughs> funny. But it's one of those things about our culture nowadays that I hate where hmm. something becomes so popular and it's literally just like it's it's like meme culture is now you just pick something and ram it down people's throats until yeah. they hate it within two days. Like I already hate baby Yoda memes. I already hate them. And baby Yoda has existed for probably a week, like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just can't take it. It's the same thing with the, um, the new Twitter meme or Instagram meme. I'm going to tell my kids that this guy was this. Uh, yep. 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 I'm already sick of that. Yeah, and it there's, was there was another one with the there's another one with the uh, is there a doctor on this plane? Have you seen that? Yes. One? Oh my god. That that one was like within a day. I'm like, all right, I've seen a hundred of these, and like every single one, 
like like I saw one that was actually pretty funny. And then like the guy like had to reply to his own tweet being like, by the way, like my father was very supportive of my career. Like, yeah. like, like this was just a joke. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's, just, it's overload. It's overload yeah, for just sure. Thing, people just, it's now like a, it's like a cyclone. You just like, you it's drop, like, like you, you don't have to, you don't have to make the, make one. Like, like you can just look at it and laugh and then like move on and right. not make like, one of your it's own. It's like dropping Mentos, you know, Coca-Cola. It's just like, <laughs> it, it's just everything all at once. It's like, here's everything we have all at once. And then it's gone. Um, so yep. I don't, I, I, the baby Yoda thing is just the icing on the cake in terms of like, I'm sick of seeing the same thing five seconds, every five seconds of every day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I haven't I haven't personally seen quite as many of them yet. So I'm not like at the point of me being sick of it, but I 100% understand and relate to what that idea is, and I agree. Um, but it's a very cute meme. He's I will say cute though he is cute. Um, and so uh, I will say that it works well, but I I agree with the overload. Um, and and there, there's a good amount of of different poses and everything that make it so that there's some variety. But even with that variety, it's still on overload and it's kind of crazy. So, so there Gener- it is generation overload. Yeah. It, it is kind of funny looking at baby Yoda next to like Yoda because Yoda is so old, like, like in, it's a, and, like, we've never seen anything in between. It's just like tiny little baby Yoda. And then like, like million year old Yoda. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get, uh, like are we going to get like midlife Yoda? Yeah. Mid twenties party Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> um, so, so baby Yoda, there you go. Uh, no other thoughts on that, I assume. Um, I don't have any other thoughts. <laughs> moving to another internet phenomenon. Um, so it's Christmas time, obviously, holiday season. And every, all these companies make their holiday commercials, right? Right. So your Peloton, let's say. Just just rent. Let's, let's assume maybe your Peloton as an example. I'll assume. And you make a workout bike that comes with a subscription to do spin classes in your living room, right? Right. And so what like what kind of commercial are you going to make? You know, it's like a good you, sir, it's a good service. I I like the idea of the Peloton. Yeah. Like the Peloton's idea. a good service, right? Yeah. So, uh there's probably a bunch of different ways that you could go with, with uh you know, maybe like have some have some sales, right? Like, oh, like 30% off like the holiday season on your Peloton or yeah. free subscription like uh you know, for this, blah blah blah. If you do this, you buy this, blah blah. blah. Check out all so the features. Here's check out it. the features. Look look at these things. So Peloton decides that their commercial is going to be a husband buying it for his already attractive and fit wife for Christmas. Right. And her embarking on a year-long journey where she hates herself, basically, yeah. and just just struggles through these Peloton classes that she now has to take because she got this gift from her husband for Christmas. It, it's so weird. She's like, I'm about to try the Peloton. Little nervous. I'm a little Don't nervous. Look. Don't know what it's gonna be like. <laughs> like, like, it's like she bike. wakes up at six a.m. and she's like, "Oh, it's six a.m., but it's totally worth it." Like, I clearly this is disrupting my life, and yeah. and I don't really and I don't it, and it's it's not really necessary. But here we are. And then there's um, a, she's like six days in a row. Who to thunk it? Not me. Yep. <laughs> I hate and this. So, <laughs> and it turns out that all these clips are from a video that she makes. That I guess you can assume she sh- she shows him the following Christmas, maybe. And she's like, see how much this changed my life. This is awesome, right? And so uh, it's received a lot of criticism online. Um, and uh, so so I would say before we play the clip that we're about to play, I would, I would recommend watching the Peloton commercial, the original, because you kind of yeah. need to watch the original to understand the satire. Um, but this 
clip that we're going to play is from the same woman on Twitter that we played a clip for when the straight pride parade was happening, oh, if you right. recall. That's that. what we played her for. That's what it was. And it's, uh, <laughs> her, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's when we played her. I totally forgot. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, her Twitter handle again is at Eva and Harriud, I think. Uh, e V A A N D H E R I U D. Eva Victor is, is her name on Twitter, it's uh, not her handle. Derek. It's Eva and her IUD, you dummy. And her IUD, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Do you know? So yeah. there you go. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. All right. It's, it's all lowercase. It's hard to read. So <laughs> uh, so Eva and her IUD. Um, and this is this video is from Twitter. So you can check it out on Twitter if you want to see it. But the audio does it well if you've seen the Peloton commercial. <gasps> a Peloton? My husband got me a Peloton for Christmas. Nothing weird about that. Thank you. You get me. <laughs> Okay, my first ride, I'm a little bit nervous, and rightly so, because my husband got me a fucking workout bike for Christmas, and that's rude. Let's go. <laughs> Six days in a row. Are you surprised? I am, but my marriage is still intact. <laughs> Let's get on the bike. 6 a.m. My husband is sleeping soundly next to me, but I couldn't sleep a wink because what kind of sociopath gets his wife a fucking stationary bike? Seriously, what the hell? What are you trying to say? I am so unhappy. <laughs> I hate my life. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Babe, I want a divorce. Did you like the video I made you, babe? Here, these are for you. Divorce paper. Sorry, yeah, no, but you were a douche, so. So there is love Eva's uh, reenactment her. of the Peloton commercial. So. I love her. She's great. She's, She's great. great. She does. I, you, you should follow her. All, I mean, she does videos probably once a week and they're all very funny. But like, I don't know. She just it's all just a video of her like pretending to be alone or pretending to be just like, I don't know. It's like the camera's real close to her face. Yeah, <laughs> she just, and know, they're cut. Really to, they're cut together really well. Like. Like the, the the rapid cuts are very effective, um, yeah. and like kind of kind of those like when when it like cuts off like right at the end of her speaking, it gives it that like kind of yeah. hectic feel. It's like it's kind of exactly what you're going for there. So it's good. Um, I actually I, I wasn't following her even though I knew about her from last time. Um, so I'm sh- I'll, I'll, I just just started following her to see more of those videos. But it, particularly when something goes viral and she has an iteration on it, that's when she gets a lot of attention. Like I, I stumbled across it today. Uh, because of the fact that the Peloton stuff was um, somewhat viral, and so that was getting a lot of traction. But right, so there you go. Uh, Eva's doing a, doing great work with her videos still. So, anything good, else you want to add on that? Stuff. No, I just she does a video probably once a week, and they're all just as funny. Nice, nice. So uh, that brings us to a little uh, little uh, story time from you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a long book. We we're. Uh, we're back with the cozy <laughs> book corner. All right, so the book that I read recently, and it, it took me a while, it's a pretty long book, uh, is Lies of Locke Lamora. Um, it's kind of like a fantasy novel. Um, the back cover of the book says um, a, a combination of uh, Game of Thrones and Ocean's Eleven um, or something like that. So mm. it's like an, it's like a big heist movie, but a heist book, but in like medieval times kind of um, or in like a fantasy world. 
So it's pretty good. That is definitely an exaggeration of what it is, <laughs> the back sleeve. <laughs> um, it was. It's basically just another... Uh, Liza Lockmore is the very first of the of, of, of a series. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but really good character development. A few big twists. Um, very, very believable fantasy. It's not like um, there's magic all over the place and everybody has powers and they're just normal people and there's one or two things that are a little bit out there, like there's a little bit of magic slash fantasy, but um, otherwise it's just like a, um, a very good uh, thieves in the streets uh, of like a, a castles and, and lords and dukes and uh, how you're going to rob the richest people in the kingdom. Um, so it, it sets it up well. It's a, it's a, it jumps between the past and the present. Uh, good characters, good atmosphere, pretty good writing. Um, not didn't didn't just like land with a, a great hook or a great twist, um, but overall just a pretty good story. So I'm gonna give Lies of Loch Lamora, uh, L O C K E, Lies of Loch Lamora, mm-hmm. uh, 77 Steve Nicholas avocados. Okay. If you're looking for a new sort of fantasy, thieves, dukes, lords and ladies, uh, priests, priestesses, that sort sort of uh. Uh, scene. This you could you could do worse than Liza Lamar. It's pretty good. So, uh, seventy-seven. Steve Nicholas avocados. There you go. So seventy-seven. Pretty good. Scott Lynch is the uh, author. Scott Lynch, Lies of Lock Lamora. So uh, so that does it for pop culture and brings us into the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? You know, Derek, I. Want to go second? I'm really interested. Second. In, second. I'm really interested in yours. All right, so I'll go first. Um, so mine, as you're entering the holiday season, you might be picking up some decorations for your your house, or your living room, or your kind of something to make you feel festive or something like that. And so, uh, one thing I think that is popular is candles, right? Like candles are a good thing for uh, you know getting a holiday vibe and like kind of getting the different scents and all that Can- stuff, right? Candles are timeless. Candles are timeless. So. Uh, I was at Bed Bath & Beyond like a couple weeks ago and I was picking up a few things and I saw these Woodwick candles. Have you heard of Woodwick candles before? I have heard of Woodwick candles, but I don't know the gimmick. I just know the gimmick. I don't know right. anything so, else Right. So I picked up a couple of them. The whole gimmick is that the wick is wood. And so it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, which is stunning, I know, based on the name. That checks um, out. And so whereas a regular, so you know how a regular wick of a candle is just like one kind of cylinder and... It kind of like splits a lot once you get down toward the end of the candle, so you got to keep trimming it, and like it's kind of not ideal. Are you yeah. aware of this 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 struggle with regular wicks? Yes, so, very much. So with the wood wick, it is a cross shaped wick. So like there's four uh, there's four sides to the wick. Basically, it looks like a plus sign if you're looking at it from the top. Okay. Okay. And you light it, and it actually crackles like a fire. Like, like, like it's got a little soft, like little crackling sound and it has like a very nice little flame. And it kind of from in my experience makes the scent um, spread faster than a regular wick. Hmm. So it's like an effective candle. Um, And most importantly to me, it's like really easy to to trim the wick down without like an actual wick trimmer, because like. When you, I'm, I remember trying to get a, a split wick trimmed without like scissors or something when you're down low in the candle, right? It's not right. very easy. With these wood wicks, you can just use your fingers and just snap off like the burnt edges of the wick. 
and continue. So all that being said, this is definitely not something that you have to go crazy for. But I'm too late. <laughs> but, but, if you, but if you're looking to pick up some candles, I do recommend giving a Woodwick candle a try. I think it could be the future. So do you have to pay a premium for the Woodwick? That's a good question that I don't recall exactly because like I feel like candles are kind of expensive. Like mm, as it is. So like I feel like it's not that expensive considering candles are expensive now. But I don't remember what they cost. I'll have to check. I think it's probably a slight premium, yes. But it wasn't like insane. It was. It wasn't crazy enough for me not to pick one up and, and give it a try. So, so you're sold. So I, I'm. I'm sold. And yeah, that's it. I'm sold. So All right. <laughs> Woodwick <laughs> so, candles. That's Woodwick good. candles. I'm a fan. Uh, so my final drive is I started a new Netflix original show that I'm enjoying called BoJack Horseman. All right, I've heard of this. Um, yeah, it's a Netflix Netflix original. It's a cartoon. Uh, it's very original. It's a um, it's a horse who used to be a television star in the '90s. Now he's like kind of washed up and doesn't know what to do with his life. All of his friends are like cats and dogs and human. It's a weird. They, they they make animals and humans just live together like it's normal. Like cats and dogs and humans just interact and are yep. actors and and people and. Um, that being said, it's very funny, but very dark in like a, in the good way. It, Hmm. it just doesn't pull any punches. If there's something that they're talking about, like depression or drug use or, or sex or anything, they're going all in and making jokes about everything. Hmm. Um, and kind of calling it like it is, they're, they're not trying to be a a nice, fun, friendly show. It's a, it's just like a dark, goofy weird show um that being said very very good i'm on season two uh they're they're 30 minutes they're real quick um there's a cohesive story so you kind of want to keep watching um so i'm i'm enjoying it there's i think five seasons now so if you're looking for another uh funny cool dark show to watch um bojack horseman is, is very good so i at least season one and half of season two is good so there you bojack go horseman gets two thumbs up Two thumbs up for BoJack Horseman. Add it to the catalog of two Add it to the catalog, to, to the two-watch list. Yes, to the two-watch list. Yeah. Add it right there. So uh, so that does it for episode 141. I think we got nothing else to talk about there. So we'll see you guys next time for episode 142. Later days.